It's the Tillcast, episode 469, Chew the Cud. And this week, guys, we talk more Subnautica Below Zero, more of The Last Spell, Necromunda the Hired Gun, and Warhammer Vermintide 2, and some First Day E3 news. Stay tuned. Stop making those noises. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the Tillcast. Tillcast, and we're it's, back. Uh, um, uh, uh, it is. Yes, uh, we are back. It's, it's nine twenty-seven uh, p.m. on um, June twelfth. Oh, thank you. I don't know what the date is. I. It's the first day of E three virtual. Oh yeah, that thing's happening. Oh my well, god. We'll touch on that a little bit later, but hey, it is an M rated show, so get ready for Ooh. some amount of time of shit. Yes. Some games, some news. Um I'm Nos. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And we're back. We Alright, so. so it's been a it's been a week. <laughs> An entire week has, has, has passed. Not, Holy shit. It has been a whole week. I've oh been over God. here just like Sleeping. pushing all of Rusty's buttons. You have been. I'm going to go full on fucking evil right now. Yeah. Mm, yeah, 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 you are. Re- I'm going to jump right <laughs> over this fucking. And you know somebody for so long and know all the little things. It's like beep boop, beep boop. Yeah. <laughs> just stop pressing. Oh my god! You doing it too? Hey guys, it's like listen to Rusty explode. Mm. Stop! Oh, for uh, Jason always needs his candy. Why? Why do you have to be so fucking noisy with that? Stop! Oh, Jason! <laughs> I'm gonna fucking destroy you! <laughs> I, I, oh. And you, I, and you got to hear it again when you master it. I know. <laughs> this is what I'm going <laughs> to destroy you. Double trouble. Uh, I, I I have certain things that certain I just... Certain things like a million things. I have... It's certain things. It just seems to be a long list of things. Um, one of those is, will you please open up your bag of fuck-off candy in fucking, like, you know, silence before the fucking episode? Thanks. You, stop pushing all of the buttons. All of them. (laughs) And (laughs) stop. Why does he have to bring candy into the fucking show? We're like, uh, anywho. He's He's an active masticator when he talks. It was, it was, what was it? Fucking, you know, all, like, pe- all peanut butter Reese's last week. And then it's fucking what? Or what Sour Patch like, Kids or Gummy Worms or. He can have a sour, and it's fucking like Swedish Fish because. Yeah, the Swedish Fish. <laughs> Nobody likes those. It's like, it's, it's like one step up from Circus Peanuts. <laughs> I like Circus Peanuts. What? <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. No. Or the, or the Five Guys Burgers Peanuts. No, no, no. You. I love peanuts. Are you, no, no, no. The Circus no. Peanuts are the fucking, the, the orange, like. Horrible marshmallow those. Oh, I thought you meant actual Circus penis no, no no those are those are different those those are those, those oh yeah are the, the styrofoam weird candy things are fucking bullshit okay I was those about are to weird say. like post-processed marshmallow things i'm not even sure if they're they don't even qualify as a marshmallow it's I don't, just like glue um yeah i'm pretty sure that they're just like you know 
horse hooves. Um, oh, they're pretty bad. They're 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 terrible. Like on on the scale of bad candy, that's that's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, why why do you do this shit to me? I'm you you guys are gonna have to start because my 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 brain's all over the place right now. But, well, go ahead. To be honest, mostly I do it because the sugar and the sugar and, drink keeps me. The funny thing is, is he's a whole lot longer. The funny thing is, is he could do this all in one fucking silent package by getting a sugared energy drink, but he gets the sugar-free he, energy drink. But he needs to he needs to chew his cud as he works. <laughs> I mean, some people when they talk, they gotta have something in their mouth like bubble gum or candy. Or you, you want to know what's worse about the fucking like the the he's all gotta peanut jack butter. his jaw. I'm uh, I'm leaving that one. Um, the the all peanut butter Reese's, I couldn't find any. You had me searching for an entire week. Where did you buy them? Quick trip. I couldn't find them, and I tried three quick trips. Your quick trips in Owasso suck. Apparently, gotta <laughs> <laughs> gotta go across the river. Ugh. The land of uh, milk and honey and bountiful Reese's cups. That would require going out in this uh, this freaking stupid heat. It was even hot last night. It's stupid. Like I work nights so that I can get away from the heat, and it's like ninety fucking degrees with a you know with a heat index of like ninety eight ball sweat fucking degrees. Well, today I think it was over a hundred, wasn't it? For the, the heat index, index yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma sometimes gets really fucking muggy, and what happened is all last week it rained like crazy. Mm. There's still standing water because it rained that much. Yes. And now it just and, flipped a switch to hot. And we still have a big old massive tropical air from the Gulf sitting on top of us. Fucking meteorologist so, over there. Well, I mean, everybody's well, an amateur meteorologist in this part of the country. I mean, yeah. But that's a tornado. <laughs> well, there's a period of about two to two and a half months where Oklahoma has this part of Oklahoma anyway has about the same humidity values as Houston, Texas, and I, it yeah, gets Houston miserable. Is Houston is fucking miserable. In the, no, summer. the only place that or there is a place that I've been and I've I've lived for a couple of years that. Is in, worse in Florida? Yes, Tampa yep. Bay, Florida. Oh, so one, muggy. One of the most humid places in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's got it, swamps nearby. I mean, the ocean. not only is that it's got swamps, it's got the ocean right there. It rains every single day by the clock. It's it, the lightning capital of the United States, if not the world. It's like. Lightning strikes in the same place multiple times. I know you like lightning. Um, lightning. <laughs> um, yeah, so that place you could literally cut the humidity with you know with a knife. It was so yeah. fucking thick there, uh, and I had to walk in it for two years straight to go to work. By the time I got to work, the first place I went to was the freezer, and I, it's like okay, I'm just going to do an inventory of the freezer real quick. I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs> let, let me put it this way. It was so hot and humid here today that doing yard cleanup work today for most of the day, I went through three T-shirts. Yeah. Because yeah. they started getting so watered down 
that they were doing me more harm than good. Yeah, Yeah. me and Lola took a little walk this morning. I usually walk about a little over a mile around the park around the corner here. And I was like, I'm going to try to do her solid here, and we won't walk on the path because it's probably hot, right? So we're going to walk on the grass. No. And we got around one of the wooded parts, and she was so red, I was like, ah, she's going to die. So I just picked her up, and we walked back to the car. (laughs) She doesn't have any hair to speak of, but of course, dogs don't sweat. So it's, mm, yeah. So she's gotten to the point where she recognizes that the AC is the cold part of the car. And she's like almost, it's like she stands on the center console right next to the shifter with like her face just right in the freaking AC vents. I mean, whatever works, right? And you can tell she's just like fucking dying. She gets here and she just crashes for like 30 minutes. She's like, man, that was hot. Yeah, I I, I think I'd be the same way. Uh, in fact, I knew what was going to happen over the next or over the, la- the last few days. And I said, I'm going to do all of my errands now. And then never leave this entire weekend. And then you're like, oh, we got to do the podcast. And I'm like, oh, that means I have to I mean, I, leave. I set a grocery pickup for yesterday morning. Um, well, you know, and I still do the whole fucking thing where I go to the fucking grocery store like a normal human being. Um, <laughs> you know, it take you, you, you do have so many less, so much less people the other way. You know, and that's probably true, but I don't, I only ever see. The people in the Walmart and the one dude that I work with and you two. And that's it. That is my whole, that is all of the human interaction that I have in an entire week. And uh, if I cut out, if I I cut out my Walmart, you know, then I basically only see three humans. And I feel like I would just get out of practice. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know how to exist in society anymore. (laughs) I mean, you aren't. What what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What are you you talking about? I'm not awkward. A lot. (laughs) Uh, Shut up. A lot. Uh, Shut up. (laughs) So I don't know how to deal with humans. I, I try to practice. But no, this is how bad it is today. Sun's been set for 30 minutes. It's still... Still feels like it's a hundred degrees outside right now. Oh, is that so? Is that what it was? Uh, is that what it's saying? Because as soon as I got into my car, I turned it. Into, you know, I just went and turned the AC knob all the way to where it said low. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine has, you know, it, it goes from like eighty, or it goes up to like ninety, and then it goes down to like sixty, and then it just goes to low. So. Basically, it is it was running full blast the entire time, blowing directly into my face. And I didn't have icicles on my arms, so I was perfectly fine. Um, uh, I can yes. keep my uh, I can keep my home at about refrigerator temperature, and that's fucking great because I I need to be f- fully refrigerated. <laughs> so much like you, Rusty, Rusty has very little preservatives. <laughs> Just, just like it's rusty, just need to stay fresh is all. I, I also don't deal with change that well. No, you don't. And I've been flipping my schedule the last couple of days. <laughs> so, um, yes, you have. I took so my new schedule. I'm off on Friday, Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm moving from seven to four with 
Sunday Monday off to two to eleven, which in my case really means about one thirty to eleven thirty or midnight. Mm-hmm. With Friday Saturday off, which meant I was only going to have a day off and flip my schedule completely six hours. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to do something about this. So I took yesterday off and a day off, and or tomorrow. Well, I took tomorrow off. So. Now, I'm uh, working towards staying up late, so the last couple of nights I've been up till about 3.30, and I can't not wake up at 7.30 and feel like I'm sleeping in, which is nuts. So, like, four hours of sleep, and then another nap. I had to take another nap today, because I'm just, like, not sleeping at all. What? I was just wondering if anybody could hear your uh, your explanation of your troubles over the symphony of the tiniest violin playing. Hey, oldest joke. <laughs> I mean, you are saying this to the guy who completely flipped his schedule to a daywalker schedule, a farmer's daywalker schedule. Farmer's hour really back too, again, and, and and then had to flip it back. Yeah, you know what? A week and a half ago. Oh, almost two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you get very little sympathy from me, sir. You have to shift your schedule by, what, six hours? A little more, yeah. Okay. I had to flip mine by a full 12, <laughs> so. No, so it's seven and a half. You can do it. We can do this. I will help you through this. And I have been helping you through this for the yeah, past I've couple been, of days. I've been uh, drinking a lot of extra coffee. So I had, uh, just because I feel like we're in a way bad PR, I won't say the name of the band, but I got a buddy of mine that's in a signed band. Um, we've been friends for a really long time. And he used to play drums for my band. He's one of the musicians that I know that instead of giving up on music, continue to push through it. Anyways, he's he's like, oh, your schedule's changing. I guess I need to come over and need to have some coffee and I need to see your dog. It's like, all right, yeah, you need to come over. So he came over the other day and of course he loves Lola to death and he's really tiny. He's like a, he's like Mighty Mouse. <laughs> he's like five, five and built like a truck. Like, like maybe a truck's not the right word, but he's just like a little tank. And <laughs> so his entire drive over, here I come to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, uh, but like when Lola stands up, you know how like she dances with you, Jason, and like her standing up, her head's like belly button height. With him, he just has to bend down a little bit, and then she's like right in his face. <laughs> He's <You> tiny. Know, <laughs> it's a curse being this tall because the amount of nut shots you receive. <laughs> <laughs> from from unexpected situations is horrible. However, that is the exact opposite, and I can see how being that short could be equally as horrible. Hey, it makes me feel tall. But, yeah, so, like, the... Anyways, the point of the story was is that we decided to have coffee, so I had... That was my first night switching, right? Mm-hmm. So I had, like, three cups of coffee that night. Yes. It's like, just, like, jump, 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 and then I got online with Rusty, and then I said, hey, Rusty, I need you. Are you available? And I said that it's like at 1230. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I'm still finishing whatever meal that is, breakfast, brunch. It It's 
technically a lunch. It's I only eat once a day, so it doesn't. It, it's it's basically the meal. <laughs> so and then so. me and you stayed up that night till about three thirty, and then I woke up till at seven, and then took another nap, like two hour nap, you know, on Friday, and then the same thing happened last night. I stayed up till about three thirty. Three thirty, yeah. Woke up again at seven fifteen, and could you, not go back to sleep. And you s- will eventually work your way through that. That is. It was rough when I came back from I've the been day waking schedule. Up, I've been waking up at 5.30 for several months at this point. Well, I mean, I went from nights to days and then back to nights again. Uh, I was only on days for two and a half weeks. Uh, but what I had a problem with actually going back to nights, mainly uh, just working out what I had for a schedule before. So I used to stay up till about 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, pass out and wake up at five 30 with my alarm. Uh, since I came back and have been on the night schedule, I have been able to get through all of my nights perfectly fine, but my energy runs out and I pass out face down and freaking uh, on the floor sometimes uh, at 7.30 in the morning, and I wake up at, like, 3 now. And that is now my new normal. <laughs> I did that today, in fact. Uh, went, oh, well, I went to bed at 11 because I kind of got engrossed in what I was doing. Um, <clears throat> but still woke up at 3 because I don't know how to sleep anymore. <laughs> Well, that brings me to the next thing. Um, so, since Rusty automatically stays up overnight anyway. Yes. Um, I kind of introduced you to the Chaos Waste and Vermintide 2. Yes. And yes. what's your... I've talked about it at length. What's your verdict so far? I believe that that is the way that I'd play that game from now on. To be honest with you, the way that the that, uh, that plays out plays way better than the normal story mission campaign randomness. Um, and I think that uh, the the roguelike features of it makes for a more interesting experience. Yeah, the map layouts, like there's like chunks of tile that are the same, but they change it up quite a bit. It's just the... You we know, ran into a couple of repeats. Yeah, but you don't know when you're going to get your upgrades, and you kind of, you know, you kind of have to, you know, you have to play the roguelite game, make sure that you have enough of, you know, of the currency to be able to upgrade your weapons and get boons and whatnot. And of course, the boons being randomized is also uh, gives you a little bit more of a. Uh, uh, a unique experience each time. Like for instance, uh, we failed pretty hard on the first try. And then the second try I ended up with basically the God role setup for an outcast engineer. Yeah. Because your specialist shooting the minigun and you basically could continue to shoot the minigun <laughs> through the entire campaign. I used my minigun as my primary weapon for the entire fucking run. And nice. that is, I mean, when it came, came down to it, all I had to do is charge it up. Uh, you have to crank the, uh, the steam up. Uh, and I only had to do that once per level. 
at the very beginning, it kept the steam at <laughs> kept the steam at uh, at four stacks, which gave me ten percent more uh, attack speed automatically. It never ran out. <laughs> I just I, I just mowed fools down with <laughs> you were just like taking a bath over there with your drink. I, I filled uh, up my water too high, and I went to take a, a swig, and I just like splashed all over my shirt. Sitting here like just trying to pat it into my shirt. <laughs> It's like, I need to feel So, blessed. not only does he like his chicken splashy, yeah. he likes his shirt splashy. It's it's very moist. Very moist. Like a cake. <laughs> so, so that was a, a really good run with that. I had, like, over a thousand kills with just the minigun alone, uh, which was really good for uh, finishing up the, you know, kill 3,000 things with uh, with your special. Um you know, challenge that you could get, you know, for well, the I haven't even engineer. gotten that with my character because I kill <laughs> like five things a level. Right. So it's it's like I got that done fairly quickly. Um you know, a third of that all in one fucking run. We uh so what it to explain better what it is, so here's what's roguelike about it. So each level is randomized, you got like what, six? Something like that, six levels that you gotta go through and you yeah. go to a, an arena at the end. The arena is like one of like five arenas. That one's always the same. Um, but the enemies in the arena will be different, and the types of specials you have in there will be different. In every level, you have these things called Pilgrim's Coins that you got to find, and those are what you do to spend for upgrades. So it's either buffs for your party or you, or it's um, upgrades to your weapons. Right. And... There's a couple of different things that you can do. So, like, one of the upgrades will upgrade your current weapon, whereas one of the upgrades will exchange you out for a different weapon in a at the next power level, which makes you really learn how to play the other weapons. Yes. Um, which I think is a good thing, right? Because you can't get too comfortable with a particular setup. And it kind of challenges you in the way you play every time, right? Like, I'm not a real big billhook player with the with Victor Saltspire. Right. Um, so like I was having to get used to it, but I, me and him play really well together because I just shoot or poke things over the top of your head. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or swipe things over. Right. So Rusty always plays a dwarf. So I always am able to get right up behind him and like take stuff out over the top of his head, which is kind of fun. But, uh, yeah. So we started rolling double DPS and setting up a one real good tank for our NPC and then one DPS that has an auto seeker for uh specials right so i've got the mage with the it's the second class i don't play it that often but i've got her set up to get the seeker bolt that will take out specials right um and she's fairly tanky in her own right more so than the the elf and she can do a lot more aoe damage than the elf does so for me it works out better using her than it does the elf right and so every single level it'll give you a it'll say like plus four stamina or plus we had plus forty percent crit chance on one, right? We had forty percent crit power, power and then and ten percent more crit chance. Yeah, and then in between you'll run into these things called shrines where you can use those coins to buy either party wide buffs or single level buff or certain buffs for yourself. And a lot of the abilities that you're getting are all things from your character class, plus some extra stuff that they threw in there. And I think it's a really interesting way to experience the game because me and Rusty were talking about this when you do the regular game you've got to get the tomes and the all that other stuff that causes detrimental effects to you 
And while you still run into detrimental effects because they've got curses in certain areas, right? Um, those detrimental effects, like you kind of know what you're getting into, and then they have some uniqueness to it. Like the Nurgle one has the exploding, the gas exploding dudes, right? And then the uh, the Chaos God one had the Sometimes when an enemy drops their skull, when they die, it explodes. Yes, and I mean, <laughs> and it just like we got to a ledge, and me and him are just sniping down into a crowd until they drop skulls, and then it wipes out chunks of the crowd. <laughs> because of course, those uh, those curses actually affect the enemies too. So uh, when those you know when those skulls went off, it was just like you know dropping a bomb in the middle of you know of, of everything. It was really fun. Uh, and you had to, you know, you kind of have to work around those, uh, you know, the curses requirements and it makes you play a little bit differently each time. Like the crystal egg one where it's like, you've got to advance right now and destroy this. And I think spawn some kind of enemy or something like that, but you actually get additional progress points for killing the eggs right? for your rewards. And at the end you get some really good rewards. So you get better rewards than you would. Unless you got all the tomes and everything else in the levels. Now, if you know the levels really well, which me and Rusty don't, that might actually net better rewards. But for us, because we don't know the levels real well, to that level of detail, right? us getting three Emperor chests every one of these runs after about an hour and some change yeah, it's, is great. It's, and we're getting like two levels every time we do this. So like, you know, we run about three or four of these over the last couple of days and got up like five levels. It was, I think I've gotten like three or four levels four you know about four levels uh but it it was i mean the amount of emperor's chests you get out of it definitely worth it um the uh the way that it's balanced means that the only things that you really have to you know to worry about uh when you play that is what your starting weapons are and how efficient you are at being able to you know, like prevent damage from happening because yeah, because you don't always get potions. Sometimes they're really few and far between, right? And, and like, there's one level I think we did where we didn't get it healing the entire level, right? Right. Yeah, it was. That, that was pretty rough. That sucks a lot. Uh, it was, and, but your healing and your ammo level carry on between levels. So like, you got to be smart about how you spend your resources. Yeah, and if. Well, for uh, for the additional like the, uh, the the harder difficulties, I can imagine that the harder difficulties would mean that you know the the enemies have more hit points and they hit harder. Uh, so blocking and you know and pushing makes uh, makes a big difference. Yeah, for you veterans out there, we're still news. We're playing on veteran. Yeah, for for you guys, and I've beat it on champion like exactly twice, and it was a bitch. Yeah, but it, you but know my character be... levels only like five fifty right now. Yeah, but I think that because the you know the character level uh, is, I mean, it's only tied to your your starting weapons when you're doing uh, the chaos waste. It's starting weapons and your character level, right? So no, it's not even that. It's literally just puts you at level two fifty. Oh, really? So it just puts you at uh, it, you know, and gives you just the the standard weapons. Your power level two fifty when you start, so it's all skill based. Okay, so the only things that you really uh, take from the base game into Chaos Wastes and into a Chaos Wastes run is your initial weapon type. Yeah. Uh, so, for instance, I went with the Coghammer and the handgun for the Outcast Engineer, 
but that doesn't mean that I'm going to keep a cog hammer because, you know, the and, first upgrade may be in exchange. Yeah, and then he's he can only keep that weapon through the whole run if he's able to find upgrade stations, which cost twice as much. So there's a trade-off, and, like, sometimes to me it makes more sense to just kind of wing it and do the exchange and save some of that money for boons. And I've gotten to a point where I've, I'm pretty all right with each of the different weapons, but they all have their different strengths, you know? Yeah. The, like the freaking uh, halberd or whatever that the that I had, the spear thing, right. is kind of trash for groups. It is. And the axe is not that great for the outcast engineer. Um, I, I don't like it as much as, say, the heavier weapons. It's funny you play that because I play that with TJ sometimes, too, and he always plays the berserker. So he goes in there, and you just hear him screaming all over the place. And we always go for speed and crit um, when we run. But I usually run a tank, or I run the mercenary to give us temp health through the whole thing. Yeah, the the outcast engineer's uh, main thing is just mowing down a, a fuckload of enemies as they're coming towards you, and then pulling out something heavy, like a cog hammer, a great hammer, a war pick, something like that. And just doing crowd control swipes, you know. And it's but he's like kind of a multi-class DPS, where he's good for hordes and he's pretty good for single target. But then I'm bringing in the bounty hunter, so like I can chug one of those potions of power or whatever, yeah. right? And like wipe one of those mini bosses out super fucking fast. Yeah, for me it's throw a bomb and then pull out mini gun. And just go to town. And, of course, with the outcast engineer, he can carry three fucking bombs. Uh, and some of his talents allows for, like, sometimes the bombs don't, uh, you know, sometimes you don't consume a bomb when you use it. Uh, it will have both the effect of an incendiary bomb and a normal bomb. Um, you know, 50% more blast radius, uh, things of that nature. So it's... Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, bomb-centric well, stuff, you know, for the Outcast Engineer as well. And I tried out the Sister of Thorn, which was the new class for the Elf. Um, and actually, TJ had to bail about two missions in when I had gotten that character, so I had to complete it with a new character on veteran difficulty, because he yes. was playing Mage. So she was, like, level two, because I never play the Elf. By the yeah. end, I was like level eight, but yeah, well, <laughs> uh, she's a crowd control class, so her special raises hedges. So she's a master of the bush, and she just like directs <laughs> hordes all over the place. <laughs> you were juvenile, you know that, right? <laughs> so am I. I just dropped that. In there. I mean, all of us are. <laughs> you can't really say anything. No, I knew what you were laughing at as soon as you started <laughs> chuckling, uh, but. Yeah, so she's a crowd control class, though, and she's got several different things. So she's got a bow that has unlimited ammo, but it, like, has to recharge. She's got a javelin that does the same thing. You have to reload it. She gathers her bolts, I guess. But it's got, like, three shots, and you can use it like a spear. She's got a staff that shoots out poison damage over time and levitates things. Oh, wow. Okay. Then she can use the speedy bow, and she can use the short bow. Um, and then all of this, I think most of the same weapons you can with any of the other, uh, like melee weapons that you can. And I was pairing her with either the spear or the sword and dagger. And I was able to make it through the last little bit of that by levitating shit that was really big. So we'd knock down all the other enemies 
and then focus fire the dude down, but she doesn't do the same kind of damage that I do with Salt Spire. No. Like, not even by a third. But, but because I could block off hordes with the hedges, right, you just raise a hedge behind you, and then you get a talent that clicks it again. Of course, I was playing it with zero talents, right? But even on the base talent, like, you get a freebie on the hedge and then one more. So two hedges basically per cast. And I think yeah, the mounting needs to happen. She's very happy right now. Come on, Lola. Wait, she's she's attacking she's both the boys. She's very happy, but she's... she can't mount me. You can't mount me. This is there's a table in the way. She's even smiling. She doesn't know. Come here. You are a turd. You know that, right? There yep, she there went sideways. <laughs> There it goes. Da, 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 da. How you doing, pup? That's every episode. Every Lola has episode, to episode. I've got to have this happen. You're so cute. All right. Ow. Gosh. Uh, crush your nuts on the dismount. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, was that a, a place, foot, and launch, or was that just a nick? No, it was... Uh, it was I'll feel that for a few minutes. Um, but long story short, what I was getting at is even with that character, because it's the Moonbow is so powerful, I was able to make it through the second to last level with the Moonbow. And then, because it does like a AOE attack, even though it's a single shot. Right. Um, and it never needs ammo. Um, then I switched it out for the Power Staff at the very end and was able to levitate the big enemies at the end of the arena while I cleared out the little guys. Like, it was super handy. Nice. And you'd get charged at by, like, I think I got centaurs at that point, or chaos. Uh, it's not chaos. What are they? Those are uh, the armored beastmen. The, armored not... be the beastmen. Yeah. So I was able to get charged at by, like, a, one of the centaurs or whatever, and i just raise a hedge in front of him, and he hit the hedge, continue clearing out fools and save one more of those, and he charged me again, hit him with a few poison boats, raise another hedge. Like, you can just control the whole battlefield with her. Hmm. Um, it's just an interesting way to play. It's very much different. Um, but, uh, yeah, so far, Chaos West is a huge win. It's a free DLC if you have Vermintide 2. Uh, it just comes with it. Um, and me and Rusty have been having a blast for just dicking around with this and having some fun killing things. They need to include that with Dark Tide. Like... You know, it's it's the a same rogue -like developer. Mode. Yeah, a, a roguelike mode. Fat Shark knocked it out of the park with Vermintide too. Yeah, they they just need to like they they see you see that this is working, and I can imagine that there's going to be something very similar uh, for uh, for Dark Tide. Uh, I'm I don't really think there's like been any kind of negativity on the Chaos Waste stuff, and the fact that game's like two or three years old at this point, and people are still playing it fairly regularly. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's. Uh, it's a game that you really can pick up at any point and continue to play. There's, I, I have had some really awesome moments and just just pure joy. Just like, hearing Rusty cackle as he's like, again, he's like, it just doesn't <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh yeah, that one I got the, uh, you know, the the God roll set up for the uh, uh, for the minigun. That was every time I pulled that fucker out, I was just giggling because it was like. <laughs> I was like, Rusty, give me a few to kill so I can get my temp health up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I could keep that fucker going forever. It was it was amazing. I 
but mowing them down like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando, dude. Just yes, it's about what it feels like. You got a Gatling gun. Yes. It's basically a minigun. It 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 feels exactly that like that. Only you've got target rich environments coming at you in basically a line in some places. So it's it, it's just it, it feels really good. <laughs> so um. To flip stuff around, Jason, did you get any new gameplay in, or you, you're playing Mass Effect still? Yeah, I'm still playing Mass Effect uh, when I can. Um, I think even you said you are got about halfway through two, didn't you? Yeah. So I made about half progress in a week. That's not bad. I gotta say, uh, I'm still really impressed. I am too. Still. I think T2 is pretty primo. I... I only got about eight hours into two, but for whatever reason, I really like scanning planets. I don't know why. Right? That, that music gets stuck in my head. I was had a dream of that dun, 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 music <laughs> in my head. I forgot that uh, you get the loyalty missions for uh, Zaid and did you did Kasumi you do me right away? Did you do the loyalty mission for Zaid? I've done both of them already. Did you kill everybody? Hell no. I did. Kill them all. I saved all them poor factory workers. I wanted his I wanted that inferno grenade for myself. Oh. <laughs> well, I got Zaid's loyalty anyway, so I still got the Inferno grenade. Yeah, it's just Oh, I forgot about that. He's he's just uh he, he's you, just he's just darker. All you have to do is get get his loyalty. I had enough paragon points still from my playthrough of Mass Effect 1 that... I'm about 30% Renegade on my Mass Effect 2 run. I'm just trying to be a little bit less Boy Scout for once. Yeah, I'm like 5% Renegade. <laughs> when the chance comes to uh, slap the reporter, I absolutely will. Of course. You have to. You have to. You just have that that moment where he kind of like clenches his fist almost... Was there, there was a couple moments like that, yeah, where he kind of clenches his fist, and you're like, you go Paragon, you go Renegade. Or it's like when that, you rescue... Uh, or, no, is it just Renegade, and you just have to sit there and wait it out? When you rescue yeah. Garrus, and it says, you just see the Renegade sign pop up, and you shock the engineer, I was like, yep, doing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that I totally did. Um, I've gone from five Renegade from my Mass Effect 1 playthrough to... Having like thirty five renegade right now, mm. yeah, but but you're, but you're probably at like three hundred paragon or something like that. No, I'm I'm I will end up playing this. I haven't I picked it up, but I I already told myself I was going to flip the script on how I was going to play this game. You're gonna um, play Jennifer Hell Renegade. I am going to play Femme Shep, full renegade, full on like. Bad bitch. So, <laughs> just so you know, there's a rumor floating around, and then the rumor sites are actually usually pretty close on this. Uh, I think the Steam sale, you know, doing news early, it's going to be June 24th. So, if you're saving that, I'm I'm giving myself a budget. 50 bucks is what I'm going to spend. 50 bucks? Yeah. I'm, I ain't a drop in a bucket, man. You can get quite a bit with 50 bucks. 50 bucks? I'm not looking for AAA games. During a Steam sale, that's like four or five games. Yeah, yeah true, but... Still, I, I've got a a fairly extensive list of games that I've been kind of uh, kind of eyeing. And well, uh, I'll give you one that I think you should get on a budget. Um, I beat 
uh, Necromunda Hired Gun uh, last night, actually, right before we jumped into Chaos Waste. Yep. Um, I think I told you it took me about 17 and a half hours, and I didn't do all the bloat. So what it is, to, now that I can really talk about it, it gives a very poor first impression. And I think it was because of the inconsistency on the level layout and the graphics and stuff like that, and then me not knowing how to sort my inventory. I'm going to give you some quick tips on this game, should you play it. Um, you can't look at your inventory till the end of the mission. All right? And then at that point, anything you don't equip, you sell. And then the next time you can look at your inventory is if you go to the Gladiator's Arena, which is a place where you can try out your weapons with enemies, or um, you can go to the shooting range, or and, and, and no... You can only do it at the Gladiator, uh, Gladiator Arena. But um, then you've got these upgrades of different powers, which for whatever reason I didn't use till the last few levels because I found myself actually needing to use them. Um, they're actually pretty useful. Like there's a you know Matrix-style slowdown time and then an auto-aim that I usually use at the same time with a gun that has really bad handling. The, the weapons kind of actually sold me. They're very modular. So you got, let's just give you an example, right? Heavy Bolter. I've got my um, charm, which gives me money based on kills. I've got my, with a percentage chance, right? I've got this other add-on that it will add. So this on my heavy bolter um, adds fire damage. And then I've got the barrel, which um, adds additional stability to the gun, um, which helps me with the... So stability helps with how much the gun moves all over the place when it fires. Mm -hmm. And then you got handling, which is how... Well, you can keep it on target without iron sighting. sighting. Um, and then it's got a laser, like a laser sight. You've got your sights. Um, this particular gun had a forward grip and a stock that I could put on it. Okay. Um, and then it had a like firing chamber on it, which altered the rate of fire to more damage or armor penetration. And I think I chose armor penetration on the bolter because that's what I was using it for. And... I could do the uh, slow down time auto aim with Bolter with expanded mags and just lay into something, um, which was kind of my strategy. That, and then there was an, basically an assault rifle called a V Panther that I basically could just point and shoot at things and they died. Like I never <laughs> iron sighted anything. Like okay. I played this straight up like Quake, like circle yeah. strafe, sliding around. You can sideways slide, which is weird. Um, and you can zip around like Batman with your grappling hook. And so between sliding and grappling and jumping and double jumping all over the place, like that's typically how I avoid a lot of shit, um, especially on the lost boss fight that I was talking to you about. And I was like, I've been at like 6% health for like five minutes. <laughs> um, you get health back when you, so something hits you, you glow red for a second, and then you can upgrade that ability to heal you more. And then as long as you do damage to something that's flesh, right? So not shields or whatever mm -hmm. you get health back and then the other way to get health back is if you do a melee kill so you can slide right up into somebody's shins and like slide tackle them basically and then hit the uh, melee button and then get health back no matter if you've gotten hit or not so sometimes i get locked into like five or six of these combat animations because you're basically invulnerable while it's doing the animation so just be like get surrounded by dudes and just keep hitting the e key like just going around <laughs> doing like CQC with everybody like knifing I mean, them in the neck or the face or the chest or whatever or throwing my knife somehow like three or four times or pulling out my gun and shooting them in the face like you know you get one of like ten animations. Glory Hills. 
Um, yeah, so like over and over. And you can upgrade that ability to where you can take down every enemy in the game, even the really big enemies with the melee. So like in the super big enemies, you just have to stagger them and then it'll let you do the melee kill. So big bolter, stagger big enemy, go in and glory kill them. Okay. So it got kind of stupid after a certain point where it's just like, I'm invulnerable. Um, as I just continue to kill things and get health back over and over and over again. But the, so there's like, I won't say the amount of missions because I don't want to spoil it because it was kind of neat to see that I was getting towards the end. But um, you can play these side missions, and you play the side missions to get cash to get more weapons or upgrade your weapons or upgrade your powers, your dog. Um, Cyber Dog is kind of, sort of, okay. Um, you pull out a squeaky toy, and then everybody glows red, and then you just point them at different characters and hit C. Um, and then it goes and attacks that character and then distracts them, you know, or whatever, and then you get a little bit of health back or whatever. But um, the guns just feel really nice. I really like the way the guns feel. The bolter, like I was telling you, I have a silenced bolter pistol, and it's got, like, 100% armor penetration. And, like, so the enemies can see you better if you have laser sights on. So it didn't have a laser sight on. It had a silencer. I'd just go up to stuff and just literally double-tap everything with that thing. Listen, all right. Um, a bolter yeah. pistol. Bolter pistol. Yeah, a bolter pistol, bolter assault rifle, and a bolter heavy gun. And I'd always have one or two of those on me, but the bolter pistol ended up staying in my inventory all the time. I mean, um, bolter, bolter, bolter. And then... I mean... Yeah, so the caliber of a of a, of a bolt for a bolter is pre- pretty large. Oh, I know. <laughs> but um, the it's level... like a little miniature cannon. Yeah. <laughs> It's like firing large spikes. Yellow ties. Yes. But from all accounts, the level design, I say from all accounts because I don't know Warhammer lore like you guys do. Um, The level design is very on par with the themes they're going for. Um, And I find myself being fairly impressed with the variety and level design and the variety of ways they lit it. So, like, I didn't know what the... What are they called? Gene Stealers? Yes. So I didn't realize they're basically like weird vampire-looking creatures. Yeah, they're boogeymen. And they're in the dark, and you can't see them. And there's some areas that are super dark that they hide in, and then like pop out of the ceiling or pop out of the floor or whatever, and then you find yourself on all sides assaulted by these things. Yes. Fucking scare the bejesus out of me. Yeah, you get used to it, because that's... Pretty much what they're we're going to be fighting in in uh, Dark Tide. Yeah, well, I'm just going to have the biggest of guns. But um, yeah, they do. A, they're pretty tough. Like I had a grenade launcher I was using for a while on those guys. So you can scoot, you can slide backwards somehow. Um, but I was sliding backwards and then like double jumping backwards and then just like emptying my entire magazine of grenades into groups of them to kill them. Because it's like, fuck these guys so much. Fuck these guys so much. Yeah, well, like and, I said, get used to them. And they're pretty tough. But, um, yeah, I was telling you, I was really impressed with the lighting. Especially, there's no ray tracing. They do have DLSS as an option. But um, they do a good job of, like, shining lights through objects. So, like, through t- floor, t- floor tiles or through, like, different sets of pipes or like fans and stuff like that. And then casting dynamic shadows as it does it. They're like, there was an area that had like, it looked like lightning strikes, but it wasn't lightning strikes. It was just lightning arcing through the level. Mm -hmm. And it was lighting it up 
like that all over the place. That's uh, with crazy dynamic shadows. And then like they've got fire that uses a lot of dynamic shadows. So, you know, like it being the hive city, right? Like it's just this weird grizzly sort of futuristic steampunk bullshit with like all these like fire pipes going off and it like shooting plumes of smoke and fire and lighting everything up dynamically. Um, and it does a real good job with the, overall level design of that i was put off because they use this asset i don't know what the giant characters are they look like a giant ogre kind of oh uh ogren okay so the ogren i think the graphic for them is kind of smooth and varies low poly and then they got an asset which looks like a dead one of those that's like leaning against stuff sometimes and they reuse that asset a lot it's a really cheap looking asset i'm just going to say that and you see a few of those right off the bat when you start the game. I was like, this looks really fucking cheap. Um, and then I played the game more, right? And the more that I played the game, I saw that asset a lot less. And then I saw a lot of the extra stuff they did with it. And they just do a really good job of making that look super fucking gritty. Do a really fantastic job of the lighting and theme of every level. Every level is themed towards the clan that you're going towards, right? Mm -hmm. uh, with the Gene Steeler cult that I was doing that thing on. Right. So they had it was like alien. So there was this room that's got miniguns set up for the gene stealers and it goes off every time the gene stealers kinda of come out of the sewage tunnel thing. And then you gotta go in the sewage tunnel, which ends in like this four way stop is what I call it, right? And in the middle is like all these fucking candles and there was all these like teleporting dudes that I had to shoot um on top of gene stealers. Um and so it's all lit by candles, which are all dynamically lit, and it's just Super fucking impressive, honestly. Um, again, there's some rough textures in there. The and so the the art is great. The animations are kind of shit um, when it comes to how people talk or they. What's the word when you talk with your hands? Gesticulate. The way they gesticulate looks a little bit unnatural. Um, you can tell they didn't use any kind of mocap, mo and then whoever was doing the animation just did a really weird job of it. Same thing, like, sometimes the jank, it's super janky when you do the melee takedown sometimes. Um, it's like their face will be, like, halfway into a wall or something like that or in a floor. <laughs> or you've unnaturally, like, flipped their wrist around, like, seven times or, like, it just looks funky as hell sometimes. Um, but sometimes it looks really fucking cool. Right. But, uh, but it's a B Studio, and it's published by Focus Interactive, which is super hit and miss a lot. Um... But the small studio that was published by Focus Interactive, I think, put a fuckload of heart into this. It's not a $60 game. It's not a $60 game to begin with. It's a $40 game. I got it on GOG on a sale, and then I'm a GOG member or whatever, right? So I got it for like $29, um, which very much worth $29. Um, you know, 18 hours, and I could have spent more time doing the side missions to get cash. I just didn't need to. And after it ended, I could have done more side missions to up the rep of the different cults or whatever, right? But... I was like, you know what? I have another game that I finished under my belt. And then I had go. a lot of fun with this. So, just going to chalk that one up. That was good. It's good budget Warhammer Doom mixed with Quake. That's uh, my review. It's a it's a four-star game. It's a four it's a four-star at that price point. At 60 bucks, it'd be like three and a half. Yeah, it would... at 40 bucks, it's a definite four-star $40 shooter. I think they they priced it properly for uh, for what it is. It's um <clears throat> As long as you go into it not expecting, you know, it's not doom. Doom, right? Uh, you're uh, you're probably going to have a, a fairly decent time with it. I'm going to pick it up because I mean it. 
uh, all in all, it sounds like a you know a fairly competent shooter. Yeah, uh, if you just kind of ignore the story a little bit and yeah, the, uh, can deal with some of the jank. The voice acting is actually surprisingly not that bad. It's just the story is kind of bland. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's a fairly bland. It's like it's like your buddy's D and D campaign, right? And the funny thing I, I mean, is that is it. It's a story written. It feels like by non-writers. Yeah, and it's got kind of like a generic metal soundtrack that's not bad but not great. Um, it looks like they had an in-house musician do it, which they didn't do a bad job. It's no Mick Gordon, right? Where it's no Bethesda team or you know ID team taking over for Mick Gordon, who still did all right with the, that was, for Doom was, Eternal. It was all right, but yeah, now now Doom twenty sixteen metal soundtrack is not that dynamic, um, or that badass. But it's it's it gets a B. Everything about the game is just solid B. Yeah. It's more than competent. You'll have a lot of fun. Don't expect a lot of length unless you really, really like it. You can play those side missions all day. But the thing about the side missions <clears throat> is the enemies continue to respawn. <laughs> so, oh, well. and like, there's a B, A, S class mission. And S class missions, I was like, okay, so this one is why it pays out so many more times. This is incredibly difficult. <laughs> I'm like just surviving by the skin of my teeth all the time. Gotcha. It's. Uh... Not not a big fan of the uh, uh, of the letter grading system that seems very Japanesey. Um, yeah, like like I said, the inventory system made no sense. Um, and you, I I watched a YouTube video on how to manage it, and then after I figured that out, I was like, oh, okay, so no managing inventory in mission. I'm going to pick a loadout, keep it, and then I'm either going to replace or sell the weapons at the end. Gotcha. So if you replace one of your weapons, you get the charms and attachments back, but you still sell that weapon instead of the other one that was sitting on the sell screen. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, yeah, I'll pick it up if it's on sale. That's for damn sure. Um, I just there's so few good 40k games out there that we just in, need to have one really good one. Like one really good one. Yeah, I'm hoping Dark yeah. Tide's that. I think if you're really, really bored, I picked up a, a very B game. It runs good. I picked up Deathwing for three ninety nine. Oh, uh, it's gotten decent reviews. Deathwing, Space Hulk, the. So you are a space marine. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting all mostly gene stealers. Okay, well. It's, it's all hordes. It's kind of like Dark Tide's going to make that look like shit. Is it? Is it Gene Stealers or is it Chaos? No, it was Gene Stealers. That oh, I was is going. it? Okay, yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, there's some coolness to it so far. I've played through exactly two levels on it because I didn't want to play it solo. Because um, it plays out kind of like Vermintide does, where it's kind of set to be a co-op game at least. But you can control your buddies and tell them to go guard a point or heal a person or whatever, right? So I had like a medic. And then me, a, I can't remember what class, but I had a bolter pistol and a sword. But you you move a lot slower than you did for sure. Well, yeah, because you are basically a walking tank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard some really mixed reviews about the original. I guess the enhanced edition fixed a lot of stuff. And then it just ended up being on a super cheap and I was in such a Warhammer mood. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick this up and eventually play it. But at three ninety nine, like it was like okay, well, yeah, well, I mean, it's like okay, well, that's 
a couple energy drinks or uh yeah it's, a, or a big cup of coffee yeah it was at a, it was at such a low price that the minor interest i had in it was worth it just like space hulk tactics i picked that up for super cheap and i think i'm going to try to give that a go too um i just want real one really good 40k game that's that's all i ask is just one really good 40k game Something yeah i've got i've got just... a plethora of like b games um, and, and that's all 40k like Mord- games have ever been is like at best b yeah like mordheim is super b and it's super fucking hard um it's got some heart right and then space marine is pretty fucking good yeah. space marine was good vermintide 2 is pinnacle but not a lot of 40k space stuff that's been great yeah so just- i don't know if anybody's out there um you can hit us up on our Twitter. I'll give you my Steam handle. I'd like to play some uh, Deathwing with somebody. Maybe Rusty, if it's on the sale, you can try out a little bit of Deathwing. Maybe. It's, at the very least, if it's at a price point that cheap, like it's, I mean, what else What else are we worth like, wasting? Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have picked up some shit fucking games because you wanted to play the multiplayer, and we played them for like an hour and never went back to them. What's the last one that happened though? Oh God! Well, I can, uh, I can, I can name a couple. Not, not okay, necessarily the last, the last one, what's but name a couple. Uh, Hell Divers. Um, That's not a bad game. It's not a bad game, but we never played it again. We could play that again. I forgot about that. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Me and uh, my old buddy Travis were playing the shit out of that for a while. Um, That's not a bad game. I would uh, play Hell Divers again. I mean. And and, I, and we have a couple, uh, like another one, uh, Gunfire Reborn. I played that with you guys uh, once. I still have that installed. I know. I have that installed, too. I couldn't remember um, what we had installed. We have fucking, yeah, you were saying, I don't know if we've got any fucking multiplayer games. We still have Deep Rock Galactic to oh, fucking that's, play. That's an amazing game. You know, uh, we've got, you know, I mean, I'm okay with, you know, with playing, you know, Vermintide 2. Of course, Dark Tide coming out. I'm going to fucking play that. I'm fairly sure of it. Really hoping it's the one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I, again, I have a very basic working knowledge of Warhammer Universe, but I tend to like the art design in the games, and I, that's why I keep picking it up. But it's, it's the, the, the grim dark, the, uh, the, Dark gothic almost. It's um, it's all really fucking like fuck your day, fuck your you know, no happy endings. Never you know if if there's anything about Warhammer, basically everything is just shit, and you will never ever actually get a good happy ending out of those games. Well, regardless, um, I want to play. It played Deathwing at some point, so if you're really bored and it's on Supercell, um, I may play some more of that, but while I'm stand-up late, I'll probably still try to find multiplayer shit to play with you. Yeah. Anyways, you were playing another game. Um, Jason, did I skip you? No. You, no. You just you just had Mass Effect. This I week, just right? had Mass Effect. Um, about the only other thing I did this week was the wife and I watched the new Cruella movie. Oh, you did? Is it yeah. good or bad? It's good. Really? Does Emma Stone do a pretty we good job? We both really enjoyed it. Really? It's yeah. like a dark take on the, the Cruella character from 101 Dalmatians, it, right? It's not too dark, no. I mean, that's what Is it a, a musical? Of, no. Okay, good. 
But that's what a Disney's lot of moved away from musicals. That's that a what Disney a lot movie? of people yes. have. Oh yeah, it's a Disney character. That's what a lot of people have as a problem with the movie is that by the end she's not like completely psychotic. Okay. But this is an early movie. It's good. It's um, uh, kind of a heist movie mixed with The Devil Wears Prada. That's a weird kind mix. of yeah. Okay. But hey, well, she was like, it's a fashion designer kind of lady. Yeah. So it was making coats out of dogs. Well, I mean, that was the whole idea behind 101 Dalmatians was she wanted to make a fabulous spotted coat. Um, yeah. But yeah, she went and fucking hell? ripped my goddamn shit out. Oh, or did didn't. you? No, that was all Jason. No. She just oh my woke God. up. Oh, okay. Well, I said fabulous spotted coat, and then all, all of a sudden my monitor went dark. <laughs> so yeah, because like, Lola has little spots. <laughs> and I'm like, I... I don't know. I you don't you know woke what, her up, Jason. I don't know what pulled that down. Oh, that was... Uh, it was the ghost, I guess. Um, um, the ghost of the spotted dog. But, yeah, no... Emma Stone and Emma Thompson kill in the movie. Okay. Kill. Great. That's that's the choice of words you're going to use? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) But, no, it was really good. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) It was really good. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a cash grab movie from Disney. I'll put it that way. And Mm -hmm. that's what most of the remakes feel like. What do you mean? The Lion King. I mean, come you, on. You mean that scene for scene <laughs> CG remake of The Lion King? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. Oh, my God. It was like oh. nightmare inducing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they've um, made some questionable decisions over the years. <laughs> but this one, this one's was really good. We both thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm not usually one for, uh, for those uh, character for those types of characters. But Disney's hit and miss for me most of the time. So it's yeah. it's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's more of a straight up crime movie necessarily it, than I probably wouldn't enjoy it than anything. I probably wouldn't enjoy it at all. Um, not a big fan of Hundred One Dalmatians, but that's but that's beside the point. It, Holy shit! Emma Stone plays a good bitch. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to jump off from that, so I'm definitely going to just jump right directly into the sea. Arctic Sea uh, Subnautica. Yep. I so. did it. <laughs> uh, I shoehorned that motherfucking sub, uh, segue in there. Um, <clears throat> I finished it, but what's your thoughts so far? Subnautica Below Zero. I have put in uh, f- right, 15 or 20 hours at this point. Probably. Uh, it's pretty close. Um I think I put almost 40 into it. I can tell you about where I'm at without spoiling anything for anybody that's listening. Um, I am now on the above water portion. Well, you can actually get to the above water pretty early. Well, I'm on the uh, portion of, well, I guess 
It will. No, 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 no. I guess you're right. You're right. But okay. So I found the greenhouse. Oh, okay. That's actually could be. That was one of the last above water places I found. Okay. Well, I'm. I have done. And it took me exp- forever to find that place. <laughs> it did for me too. Uh, it was like she kind of gives you a hint as to where it's at, but it's not where you think it is. And of course, I was rocking around in the prawn suit at that time, so it was like that made it fucking hard. Uh, it made it impossible to get there. Um, <laughs> so I had to do some upgrades to get you know you know to get up there. But that's, you know, that's fine. That's one of the things that I like about Subnautica is, like, you you are trying to get to a particular spot, and you realize that you don't necessarily have the upgrades, but generally right around where you're at is what you're going to need to be able to progress. Well, last game and this game did that. I will say... Well, continue. It's, it's just... Um, the uh, the way that this one plays out is, you, I can already tell you right now that the original Subnautica was better built in that way, um, and had a lot more exploring that you could do. This place seems small in comparison. It does, and here's what I'll say. This actually leads into what the point I was going to make. So. Original Subnautica had much larger biomes and much farther to get to them, so it made more sense to build more bases the further you went. Right. Whereas this ended up sticking with a couple of bases, so a central base and then a base in a specific area that I explored for like 10 hours. So basically, it's less linear than it's less linear, and that's a good or ba- and bad thing for this one. Because just like you were looking for diamonds forever, and I actually found diamonds in like my first hour, um, right? Right. And got too far ahead, but I didn't find that greenhouse you're talking about till I was about ten hours from the end of the game. Well, so like you know, tit for tat. Like there's different parts that you probably got to that first lab that you find. Yeah. Without spoiling it, I got to that in about an hour and a half in. Yeah, it wasn't very. It, and it then I had the direction far. that that gave me going forward from that, but places I could have spent more time, I could have made a more elaborate base if I really wanted to. Um, I got a very functional base that didn't, wasn't that deep. So I hadn't, didn't have to put bulkheads and reinforcements all over the place. Like my base was literally like a hundred meters down. Um, mine's a little bit more than that, but you know, I was close enough to, you know, all of the major resources that I needed and it was in a central spot, and then I was just put my prawn suit on the back of the truck, and just I had a whole box full of batteries, and I just didn't go back to the base for a while. I go exploring and scanning everything else, and then come back with, uh, all right, what's my uh, laundry list of things I need to do to build all these things that I found? Okay, now I'm just going to disconnect the prawn module, put the you know if I didn't need to drill, and then put the other module on it, and then go find all my beacons that I'd set up, and then just go to town gathering materials and come back and build all the shit yeah it's it's for me the 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 good thing about subnautica is just like uh, exploring just 
the random little holes sometimes and you know you end up finding shit that you didn't it's, think you were going to find it's a weird game we've been so accustomed to combat and games and this state strays pretty far away from combat yeah but the um, original subnautica was very similar uh, like i was telling you i never used the torpedoes on anything you know and i and don't I, i've got the torpedoes and you've got some kind of like gun that i never even found oh yeah but, so and i never needed it and I don't think I'm going to need it either. I never actually built it, so it yeah. was. It's for uh, for the way that the game plays. You could play it in a you know in a in a couple different ways, and that you know that propulsion gun I think is is the one that I was, you were talking about. It was actually, I think it was in the first game. It's kind of like a gravity gun. Um, so you can kind of pull things to you and shoot, you know, shoot things away from you. Um, but in the first game, you needed a clear wreckage in the Altera or yeah, in the, the big spaceship. I, yeah. I think that was the and way that was, that was how it's directing you to need more stuff to get further through that ship. Right. Like you needed the radiation suit to get close to it. Then you needed to be in something that could get past the Leviathan that was there. And then you needed the propul the repulsion cannon to get to the next area, and then you needed to have a cutter, you know, like mm -hmm. right. Um, this doesn't have that same kind of progression. It's not. It 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 doesn't feel as curated in that way. Whereas you can kind of like drop into the ocean and then kind of go do your own thing, and then you'll find a story beat to follow for you know from there. It does a it does more with the story. And it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger. I will say that much. It leads up to maybe a Subnautica three. Um, I think if you if the first game for me, and I want to say I originally rated it like four and a half out of five, because um, the first Subnautica is so unique and such a good game. Very little needed to improve that game. Um, this has better graphics. It has better story beats for the most part. Um, well, I like the story in the first one better, but this does a better job of telling the story. Right. Um, more voice acting. A whole lot more voice acting. Um, but the progression path in this is less defined, and the biomes are less defined. So from if the first one's a four and a half, this is a four. Yeah. Which is still very respectable, and it's at a very good price. Yeah. Uh, I'm having fun with it. It's, you it was, know, it's it was, got... I told you last last week, I was like... Mass Effect and Subnautica are your absolute safe bets right now. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. I'm I'm having quite a bit of fun with it. It's it's a solid game. It's just if you compare it to the previous game, the previous game just felt a little more, um, well, I think it was a, little, a, long, a little, little more solidified. It was a longer project, and the map is bigger. Yeah, and the Leviathans are scarier in the you, first one. Yeah, the by Leviathans a, by a factor of like five. Dude, the first time you saw the ghosts, it's like scare the bejesus yeah. out of you. And if you go off the deep end and you end up like in the, you know, like the the edge of the map area, the 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 dark depths, the abyss, uh, and those fuckers like come out of the darkness at you. I and mean, you hear the noise, and then you just see them emerge out of the dark. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all about like fucking goosebumps right now. So it that yeah, but this this one, as long as you have the static or what you know the electric field discharge thing on uh -huh. your sea truck, basically they grab you, you pulse, and they take off like four hull points. Yeah, well, or, or you just continue to speed away. So like I just got to a point where they became an annoyance, and I was like, 
Oh, he's coming at me again. All right, grab me. Now I hit the electric button, and then I go ahead and hit my speed boost, and then I'm away I go. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So, and the prawn suit, like, I just got really fighty with it, and I was like, I've got my drill arm, motherfucker. Get over here. Well, it's from, you know, for the other place that I'm at that I can't really progress is Purple Crystals. So I'm I'm just I am I'm being super I, duper vague. Can I give you a hint that will help infinitely and not make you waste five hours there? What? Hug the left wall. Okay. All right. That'll, that'll help you map the cave out better. Well, that's kind of how you map a cave. So no, but I'm just saying it. Don't the right wall leads in some weird directions. Yes. And I finally figured that out. And I was like, okay, so if you just kind of. Hug the left wall and continue to find paths down. You will find where you need to go. Well, I know where red crystals start. I just couldn't get there because of depth is all. Uh, so, and that took me a long time to find. Yes. So there's, you know, so I I have there's several points of a few. There's uh, a lot of points of interest in that cave. I almost built a base there. Yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know. The, there's only one big well. Like one big, like down. So, for instance, the um, the underground river in the original game basically spans the entire map and had a couple different entrances. And yeah, it's a whole level, like goes almost a thousand meters down. Right, but... and it's it, it exists underneath the map. It's like a map underneath the map, and that is. That was really interesting how they built that together. Well, and you knew that you followed the river. That was your reference point. Right. This this was, this was, is more like you f- you find your way down, and it just basically is like it keeps corkscrewing down. Um, and that is where I'm at right now is I'm just kind of like getting to that point where I'm cor- uh, corkscrewing down. Uh, my My current thing that i'm missing is nickel uh so that area has nickel i'm sure of it i just haven't found it so just just get out in your little sea glide and swim around there's the big you can't get you can't get you in the little canyons yeah you can i can he fucking sucked up my prawn in a couple of those fucking canyons so yeah you'll be all right (laughs) just carry some health packs with you uh, that's what I say about being a minor annoyance. Like I got grabbed a couple of times, and I had the reinforced dive suit, and took half my health. Right, use the med kit. It's like okay, yeah. use the med kit. All right, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just gonna get to a different part of the area, and I'll just get disinterested in this little fish. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> he likes me. He likes my my cherry red fucking prawn suit because apparently I I lost my prawn suit visually in the ice. Oh, so you just made it red. So I made it cherry red. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to lose this motherfucker again. Uh, so, yeah, it's it is uh it's it's a great distraction. I like, you know, I like this. I like Subnautica. This is a really, you know, I, you know a what? competent uh, you know, follow-up to it so far. I think what it was is that originally it was going to be a DLC for the first one. Yeah, and so it's built about that size, and then they really started fleshing it out, and they're like we're just going to make it another thing, and that and that's and that's fine. So it's like <laughs> what they've added a lot of additional features to Below Zero, um, and that's why the map's not as big. Um, regardless, right? Like again, it's way different. There's a lot of things I didn't 
quite experience with it. And apparently they're also not doing VR support for it, which I'm a little bit sad about. No, that's... But the VR support for the original one actually still needs some help because you pull up the PDA, like everything's so close to your face. You just it's, can't like, back up and yeah, it's, it follows it's, you. It's hard to almost read because <laughs> it's so close to your face. The PDA is your entire field of vision. Yeah, it's literally your whole field of it. That PDA is like two feet by two feet. It's just <laughs> and your character's holding it up with like a, the god hand. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's like taking an iPad Pro and holding it like half an inch from your face and using it's, the biggest icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some of the icons just sit at weird spots, so like the depth is wrong in your field of vision. Um, it just. That part's a little distracting, but it does look really good in VR. Um, and you use head look to steer, which makes your neck a little bit tired because you just look around as you steer that way. Yeah. I, I play it with a controller, so, you know, in VR, it, it really does look really good in VR. Yeah. I would never play this game in VR. <laughs> Original Subnautica is scarier, too. Yeah, I would never play that game in VR because I already have issues with the deep. Uh I've already talked about this on the show as one of my uh, uh, one of my irrational fears, um, and that is, you know, not necessarily exactly what's in the water, but it's the things that I can't see in the water. So, because you know you can't you can't see the bottom when you're in in, in deep ocean, it's yeah, it 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 it, 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 it fucks with me. Is that all we have played for this week. I uh oh, I do have one more. I I don't. Well, I mean, I, mm, no, uh, it's nothing. I, I haven't gotten enough in, into it, so I'm gonna make a glowing recommendation for Last Spell. The Last Spell. Okay. Last Spell is pretty damn good. So what it is is it's a it's a roguelike. I love I love my roguelikes when they're done right. This one's done right. So this is how this plays out. It's uh done in a sprite style, right? And top-down isometric, and it's turn-based battler. And what you do is you have this little worn-down town, right, that you're trying to to uh, protect while the mages in the middle finish the last spell. Of course, I've never hit the last spell because that's the point of the game. And what you do is you've got waves of, like, demons and monsters and stuff like that that come at you from different sides. And between every night, your characters upgrade. They build buildings which serve functions like additional mana regain or additional resources of gold or structure, right? Like stone or whatever, you know, so it's the resource that you use to build defenses. Right. And so when it's daytime, you build the defenses, right? And these are set in phases, so you can spend as long time as you want. So you build your defenses, build structures, get more gear for your characters, and spend points on their level. And then you put it at night, deploy your characters, and then fight waves of enemies with certain with these different characters and it random rolls your characters with either positive or negative traits kind of like darkest dungeon and different classes and then you can multi-class them too which i tend to do um but your rewards that you keep over is you get an essence like dark essence or something like that that you get from killing monsters and then you get um another resource which are the things you do so like i built so many defenses so then i got to unlock additional starting defenses so the game continues to progress and get easier the more you play it but you can get farther which makes it harder right so you always you've the sense of progression is always there um because 
even if you don't have enough of a resource to get to the next level, you can spend up to that amount. So like I say, there's 3,000 Dark Essence I need to spend. I only have 1,400. I can split that between several different things if I wanted to or put it all into that one thing I'm working towards. Um, and it carries over between different games. The only thing it doesn't ever carry over is if you have a level you're about to die on and you know you can't win, um, you might as well just commit Seppuku because you're not going to keep any of the essence or anything. But you will get progress on like how many enemies you killed or something like that for the other type of resource. Okay. So like some of the other things that you unlock, like I unlocked additional mana on my starting characters, additional health, additional weapon sets, um, additional move points. Like I said, additional structures. I just unlocked the inn, which lets me hire more characters. So I can hire a character, one character every day, so that I because as you progress, they attack at more than one front, and you need more characters to defend your city. So, um, but yeah, like overall, um, I've had a lot of fun with that. I want to say I've spent probably ten hours already dicking with that game. And every single run, I feel like I've got meaningful progress. And the story progress, also, it kind of explains what you're doing, too, right? Um, as you go. And it's just uh, it's a really unique, weird game. I have a question. Yeah. How does the, how does the story... Dis- you know, um, how does the story explain your progression, considering you fail... To get the last spell off. Is it kind of like a time loop situation or? I won't want to explain it without you playing it because that's kind of interesting. Okay. All right. So I, I will have and to actually, deal with that. It's a mystery you continue to uncover. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. So it is Groundhog's Day. Um, <laughs> all right. But, but yeah, it's a, I think it's one of the most solid roguelikes I've played in a while. Right. I, I, roguelike done right is a really fun game. Roguelike done wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. uh, wrong is a really punishing and boring game. Yes. But uh, out of the two that I've played, this and Tainted Spell are both pretty A-list. Both are on my uh, watch list. For uh, what for, happens here on June 24th? Ho- hopefully, yes. We'll see how they do this summer sale. Yes, I want to see what you know what it is. I'm probably going to pick up the rest of the summer's worth of you know, of games because there really isn't a whole lot of like new games that's, you know, coming out between now and fall. Uh, so yeah, after I finish uh, mass effect, um, I only have half life that I need to finish. And then everything else I have, and I was inventorying this today is all a run based game. I've got, you know, plan. I put, um, Phoenix point on hold to finish this of uh, these other two games. Right. But that's a run-based game, right? Tainted Spell, run-based. Last Spell, run-based. Um, I just picked up Inner Sphere for MechWarrior 5, run-based. It's the roguelike version of that. So you can play that as much as you fucking want. Um, what else do I have as run-based? Until You Die, um, run-based roguelike VR game. Um, so I've only got a couple of story-based games that I can finish right now. Yeah. So, there's there's a couple things coming out, but so, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what's coming out here in a little bit. Yeah, I think it's time for a break. Let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back.
and we're back. <laughs> yeah! It's a break. We had a break. We were talking about all the shit that has happened in the uh, in the news space. This is um, kind of a weird weekend because most of the shit isn't quite all out there yet. So you're going to hear a little bit about... Uh, the what the summer games fest thing about or games fest, and then um, uh, about a quarter of E three. <laughs> yeah, because we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> and we've gotten through Saturday. Right. So, and there were some other announcements that happened around the same week that weren't part of E three. Right. A, a day of E three. <laughs> so, so, jinx. Um, that being said, there was a really, 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 really highly anticipated trailer for was, Elden Ring that dropped. That was five reallys. Um, you mean Dark Souls 4? It basically looked like Dark Souls, and <laughs> everything about it, I was Dark just Souls. like... I saw Mounted Combat, which was new to Dark Souls. And it, <laughs> it's not Dark Souls, though. Yeah, All I right. mean, but it looks exactly it, like it Dark Souls. It looks Size. exactly like Dark Souls. Um, Except for it's not. And it looks next-gen. So, like, I'm all about it. And, of course, you know, the, the collective internet came its pants um, that <laughs> likes Dark Souls. Dark Souls. And it's funny because I was just reading an article about why the world doesn't need Dark Souls. And, and they got a lot of haterade on yeah. – I want to say it was PC Gamer, but whoever wrote that got a lot of haterade from the internet over that. Because there hasn't been a good amalgamation to that since Dark Souls came out. Dark Souls. Um, there's been a lot of knockoff games that came around it. Like there's, there's various reasons why they're not as good. The closest game I can think of that comes to Dark Souls that I haven't finished that's decent is Mortal Coil. But Mortal Coil doesn't have the amount of upgrades that you get in Dark Souls. You get suits mm. that have built-in weapons with movesets. It's fairly tightly done, and the bosses are really interesting, but it's a really short game. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean... From software basically birthed this kind of game, so it was... It's, honestly, what I like about Dark Souls is not necessarily the difficulty, it's just the amount of variety you get in the build. And I really like an ARPG that has a lot of build with dark fantasy, right? Sword and board, sword and shield, magic, arrows, stealth, whatever. Unforgiving fucking difficulty. Nah, it's, to me, it's you just grind. That's, that's all there is to it, you just grind. And it's, it's a very methodical game it's not really fast-paced you would think that it would be right up my alley considering i like grindy games and i can do the monotonous shit but dark just, souls and the the entirety of the series and i've played all but dark souls 3 i think i've played a little bit of dark souls and i played a little bit of dark souls 2 and i played a little bit of um uh, of uh, um, fucking Victorian fucking uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Um, I played a, a little you, bit of each one of those. Did you purchase each of these? I've only I I only own Dark Souls one. Oh, so you borrowed it off my account? Yeah, I I borrowed Dark Souls two and Bloodborne, and um, admittedly, I probably didn't give them the the full you know, college this, try, as it were, but... You basically, you incrementally get better. Just like with a lot of games, you start off really weak, and it takes a minute to get good. 
you know, to, to really quote Dark Souls. Um, yeah, we're, we're waiting on the second the second coming of Lola. <laughs> yes, the second coming of Lola. Queen just, Lola of the face lickers. It's, uh, just don't Rusty says mouth. he doesn't like this, but I think he actually does. I really like your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she really likes you. She probably, yes, she probably, yes. You good? Yep. She got the tail whap on the microphone. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it's the, the thing about uh, the thing about me with uh, with Elden Ring is yeah, a it does look it looks better. Art, the art style looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, it looks. Well, I mean, it it's the same better. art style. It's just more polygons, more crazy shit going on. Um, like I'm not going to be one of those YouTube commenters that looks at it frame by frame and points out all the different things they see. I just the amount of combat really stood out to me. And there was a few of those videos that I saw. Uh, I didn't watch any of them, but um, there was uh, quite a few of uh, quite a few things that you know are questions in my mind. Of course, there's almost kind of like a the the arm, the replaceable arm. Oh yeah. That that's kind of a thing that I'm, you know, I'm thinking that might be a uh, like, like a, a gear, thing. Up, gear upgrade or something like that. So it's kind of, so. What I'm anticipating from Elden Ring is the best of uh, Dark Souls, you know, you know, Dark Souls combat um, with some of uh, the. Faster-paced action from Bloodborne, and a, uh, a a a degree of customizability from uh, from Shakira. Yeah, yeah, I just don't want it to be as crazy precise as for Sh- Shakira. 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 I almost said it too. So, <laughs> well, the uh, Shakira. If you had very much. Im- Controller lag was fucking impossible to play. Right. It's it was so precise. It's just like you have to hit that parry within that fiftieth of a second or you don't get the parry and you need the parry to get to the next spot. I yeah. just you just get you get used to I love I think at some point I would, but it just it had such a higher learning curve than Dark Souls that it like I I just fucking sucked. I I was like, I suck at video games. I suck at I'm, video games. I don't want to play this. I mean, if I can't get through the original Dark Souls or Dark Souls Two. Oh, it's easily no the hardest by a factor of two or three than any of the other games. Okay, well, see, to I me, mean, Bloodborne was the hardest one until I ran into that. It took, the The difficulty level goes order of hardest, easiest to hardest would be Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls Three, Dark Souls One. No, no, no. It goes two, three, no, two, one, three, Bloodborne. Then Sekiro. Okay. Bloodborne is pretty hard. Um, because it, Dark Souls 1 through 3, you can use a shield as you're learning the game and learning where to go for everything, right? That's kind of like your safety system. Um, whereas Bloodborne, they have a joke shield. You literally find a wooden shield that can take like two hits, then it breaks. And then what they want you to do is every time you get hit, is to hit back within a few seconds to get your health back. Right. So they want you to play really aggressively, like take the chance, get hit, but 
do big damage so you can get your health back. Right. Um, and it's a way faster paced game than any of the others. Yeah. And I like the methodical, you know, kind of like take the three hour tour through the level and kind of figure out the move set and then you figure out how they're going to attack you and then get it down, maybe block a couple times, do a parry, get a backstab in. Is and he, then get to the point where I can wield the two-handers or do the naked runs and or do some crazy magic bullshit. Well, for me, uh, I think the the biggest thing that threw me off from the whole uh, from from Dark Souls, and I've said this before, is you know is the the random invasion thing. Well, I know you just don't you know you you just play as a hollow and you don't have that problem, or you play offline and you don't have that problem. But it's just. Uh, it's just that was always every it seemed like every time I was progressing in that game, I would always get that. And that would fuck me every single fucking time. Honestly, I didn't spend the points to be unhollow unless I was going to be with a boss because it costs material like early on in the game. It, the humanity that it takes to become alive again is kind of expensive. So. I'm not wasting it unless I've got a pretty good idea of this boss or I need the extra health to beat him or whatever for me to use that. Yeah, and so I'd use that very sparingly until closer to the end of the game. And at that point, the invasions were mostly a fucking joke. It's just like, oh, you invaded me. Oh, I'm just going to parry you, backstab. All right, let's move on. You invaded me again. All right, well, I guess you're going to die again. I'm going to get a whole bunch of fucking resources for this. Um, now, I just didn't like the whole, uh, I didn't like the whole invasion system, you know, it was probably, you know, the hundreds of hours I put into Dark Souls, I've probably been invaded 20 times. Yeah. It seemed like in, in the, you know, five or six hours worth of playing Dark Souls, I got invaded way more often than that. <laughs> I, you probably were trying to stay alive the whole time and wasting all your humanity on staying alive. Probably. I, and I didn't you know what the really, fuck I was doing. Yeah, that game you, doesn't tell you. Yeah. So it's a game about discovery, but just. After playing a lot, like, the humanity really doesn't make sense to use it until you've got a lot of it, and then you're really using it for, like, difficult boss boss encounters. Yeah, but... And at that point, you can actually use the multiplayer system to summon in help, or do what I did when I was a sun bro for a while, and I was like, I want to grind by helping people to be, defeat this boss, so I'm going to leave my sign here, and it doesn't matter, right? Like, I'll be playing, and it's like, oh, got the phone call, sun bro to the rescue, go help this person out, make some whole bunch of fucking souls doing it. And some special resources, and then go back to my game. Praise the sun. Uh, <laughs> just, I I just, I don't know, I didn't get into it. So, what, I could go back into that today. Fuck. What I, what I want to do, what I want to see from Elden Ring, is I want to see basically all of the good from, all, uh, from those games. And, f- you know, tell, uh, just fuck off on all of the bad. Uh, I'm it sure it'll like... have it a degree of difficulty. I just don't want it to be a parry system game. If it's a parry system game, I'm just going to be like, fuck you. It didn't look that way, but then again, all we got was like a two-minute trailer. trailer, so there's no way for us to know. Uh, there is. It did look like there was multiple different kinds of builds, which was a you know, which is a big thing from uh, from Dark Souls. Uh, different, you know, different weapon types, different armor types look like. Uh, I did forget to say, if you another game that's like Dark Souls that is as actually good as Neo. Okay, yeah, Neo yeah. is actually very good, but it is, to, in my opinion, harder. 
um, and, than Dark Souls. And I didn't play it. Like, I have to break into the Dark Souls thing because I really don't want to break my controllers. And those are fucking expensive nowadays. Uh, so, uh, and Dark Souls is definitely a broken controller style game for me. Um, I don't want to put through holes in my apartment walls. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's just the way that that, I mean, that game plays. I've um, got two Dark Souls items in this in this room. And and I know that, but that and that's and that is you and you've always been that, you know, that kind of guy. A, but no, honestly, I'm not even a real hard game guy. I just like all the customization that comes with that game. It's you know, but and the art style is just second to none. But if they continue on with that, I mean, for Elden Ring, it looks like they, you know, they just did a better job on all of that. Uh, did look like there was kind of like a summon summon help situation where you could summon you know uh, you know ghostly characters that had different you know, different abilities. I don't know if they're NPCs or if they're players. Again, well, it did a, a mix of it did a mix of both. Like in um in Dark Souls, right? So like some of it would be like uh, an NPC character that you could summon into the area with some material, right? And then sometimes it could be a summon a player. To help you right and i'd mix it up sometimes I'd be stuck on a boss and be like all right i'm gonna summon and help and see how this goes and always had fun with that sometimes the npc was a welcome distraction to the boss but the ai was decent enough that it actually fought and blocked and parried and did all sorts of shit and mm-hmm. then gave me an opportunity to take the boss down yeah well, there's some bosses that that was the only way i could beat them I know that the 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 big thing with uh, the big takeaway from this is we didn't hear fuck all from Elden Ring for almost a year, yeah, uh, and being able to see a trailer that actually had gameplay to it, yeah, was that was that was, was nice. Uh, the you know the big big takeaway from this, and of course it did come with a release date. Whether or not they're able going to be able to keep that release date is uh to be seen we're i'm hoping <laughs> i'm hoping that uh, the the days of pushing back things uh because of a certain weird fuck on virus is uh is a thing of the past uh and we'll start getting more regular releases of games because it's been kind of dry um but uh yeah uh, they have a release date of uh, January of next year. So that's, I mean, it's not all that far off. <laughs> so look forward to Elden Ring. Um, oh, by the way, the story for Elden Ring, uh, being that it's being written in part by George R. R. Martin, um, will be available in 2024. So there's a hint. <laughs> yeah. So there's a hint of uh, a really big release that we've been talking about. So uh, Game Pass released a really cryptic tweet, actually not that long ago, a few hours ago. What's that? About a release. And here's the headline to the release is, tell me what this spells, details regarding announcements, games, other news. Dragon. Yes. So, Twitterverse, and this is literally just following Twitter, yes. is, is thinking Scalebound. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Don't get my fucking hopes up for Scalebound. Don't do it. Don't 
do it. Wait, is that this is literally is it, off is Twitter it, real time? Tweet, 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 tweet. It could be Yakuza like a dragon too. <sighs> but everybody's saying details regarding announcements of other games and other news, which is so it's either Yakuza Seven like a dragon or it could be Skillbound. Uh, I'm thinking it's more likely Yakuza because Yakuza, um, it could be Skyrim. You, that was Xbox Game Pass, you yeah. said? So the speculation is Scalebound, some kind of Skyrim thing, or Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm looking this up because I, I've got a... Like I said, it's it's real time on Game Twitter Pass. as we're talking right now. It's continuing. The thread is continuing to go, but those are the three things I've pulled off Twitter. Where is this? Where is this? What was the? What was the? When was the tweet sent out? Was it Xbox? at twelve p.m. from Xbox Game Pass? Forty eight hundred okay. likes and counting. I'm I am not seeing this tweet, but that's just that I guess that's that's me. Whatever. Um if it is scale bound, I'm totally in. This is gone right. But, but then again scale bound is vaporware. It is it is dead. It had been cancelled. And that is a thing that I'm not going to hold my hopes up for. Did I want it? Yes. Did I want it for selfish reasons? Yes. I wanted a fucking big fucking dragon game that was actually decent. Um, and the and was... concept for it was probably ahead of its time. Yeah. But um, we, that we have the technology now. So we do have the technology now, but. I I sincerely doubt that it's uh, that it that it's scale bound. If it is, I will literally shit a brick. <laughs> so moving on, um, something that came out of left field that I did not expect from Ubisoft. Now, out of everything Ubisoft, this was the thing I was looking forward to the most after watching it. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction is a one- to three-player co-op experience featuring aliens in the Rainbow Six universe. And they're weird, creepy aliens. Um, creep, yeah. It's a co-op experience, which, again, is the whole reason I didn't play Rainbow Six Siege was because Siege was a game that was PvP. A co-op game with the Siege tech... Um, as we were talking about on break, it actually sounds really freaking cool. Yes. Um, so the thing, the the thing about uh, uh, you know Rainbow Six Siege is that it's super super tight. Like all the controls for super you know are super tight. Um, you know from leaning around the corners to going prone to being able to use gadgets and you know and of course there's the um, the breach and clear. You know, you know, situation where you're, you know, you're breaching through, uh, through walls and, and destructive and environments, clearing. huh? And then clearing, and then clearing. Yes, breaching and then clearing. It's a, it's a, it's right in the name, man. Um, but just about everything about uh, Rainbow Six Siege seemed cool to me 
Like it has, it had a whole lot of potential to it. Like the shooting your enemy through the wall kind of stuff. Right. But for me, it was, it was, it was tainted by the fact that it was only, you know, PVP. And I am not a, you know, I, I don't play Call of Duty. I don't play competitive games like I used to anymore. Uh, you know, I used, I used to play Call of Duty all the fucking time, but I just got so fucking tired of it being so, um, toxic. It was very toxic. I, I played Medal of Honor. Yeah. It was just super fucking toxic and I just didn't need that in my life anymore. So I I got burned out about being called racist or homophobic epithets a long time ago. Yeah. It's just, I I didn't need any of that anymore in my life. So I was like, okay. The idea of taking all of the best parts of Rainbow Six Siege and then putting it into a, you know, a cooperative game, uh, pitting you against aliens that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping has some, you know, fairly decent AI to it uh, and having all of the, you know, the uh, the systems in place that, you know, Siege is known for. That sounds like it's fun. I'm just glad that a lot of people are starting to realize we want more co-op versus more PB. I mean, there's still PvP that'll still be around. There'll still be people that are drawn to that, but it's just not my bag anymore. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. I'm I'm. I, th- I want to say moving along with Ubisoft because that was where a lot of the announcements went. Just to well, breach and clear for today. <laughs> breach and clear this really quickly. <laughs> um, your last comparison to uh, Rabbids was. Baby's first XCOM is that? Am it, I right? It was fairly like Baby's first XCOM, except for Luigi. If you played Luigi, then you got to see Luigi's dark side. Um, but yeah, they announced Mario Plus Rabbit sequel for 2022, which I was just like snooze. Yeah, I, I'm not a big. F- I wasn't a big fan of the original one. Uh, I played through a few hours of it. I owned a game on my uh, on my Switch, and I just couldn't bring myself to you know to play it because it felt it felt very meh. Like it it just didn't it didn't uh, appeal to me what, uh, whatsoever. So yeah, um, not not excited with you know for a new Mario, you know, with Rabbids game. Yeah, there was a one. Um, so one thing I was interested in that I. We'll see if I play it or not. But there's an air guitar game called Unplugged for VR on Oculus with hand tracking. Um, depending on what the track list is, so basically you're in VR, you're going to follow kind of like Guitar Hero's notes, mm-hmm. but all in air guitar. Wait, what? You're gonna, you know how Oculus has hand tracking? Yeah, but you're going to play air guitar in like a guitar hero style thing following the notes on a virtual screen kind of thing. I don't think that that's going to be accurate enough. We'll see. I mean, air guitar. <laughs> it's so it's basically guitar hero without the fucking uh, plastic controller. Yeah. So it says you can see where to strum by following a guitar hero, like stream of notes, roll in your direction and you'll earn points by nailing your virtual chords and strums. Um, and the uh, former lead guitarist Marcus Henderson Henderson is helping develop the game from Guitar Hero. So, oh, uh, okay. 
I'm trying to figure I, out what the... The what, ring girl's no longer a thing. I have to dry my clothes. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I was just wondering what the fuck the... You know, uh, like, <laughs> there was noise coming from the other room, and I'm pretty sure that all living things are in this room. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, that was the only... <laughs> VR thing that I saw that was really interesting because it just seems new. Uh, we'll see how it plays. I may wait to wait for somebody else to waste their money and then see if it works. I'm not sure if that would work at all. Just I'm I'm very particular about how uh, accurate the uh, uh, accuracy in those games is key. Absolutely fucking key. If you don't have good accuracy in those games, then you know, those games become a nightmare. Uh, and I'm not sure if the hand tracking is up to it. Just my opinion. We'll see. I mean, it has to get used to your hands. The hand tracking for me is pretty damn accurate. And, and it it may seem like that right now, but as soon as you get into a rhythm game where you need to hit notes quickly, you know, it's, I don't know. Oh, no, Mike. No. So... What's I'm I'm still trying to find this fucking tweet. <laughs> I have to look elsewhere, otherwise I'm going to go nuts. Um, so th- there was a couple things. Basically, the reason why Ubisoft is a uh, uh, was what we're talking about is because that was what was revealed today. <laughs> Ubisoft's uh, you know press conference in e you know in E3 was today. So there was a, a couple more things um, that we didn't get a trailer for uh, for Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Um, I, I the <laughs> the table has rolled their eyes because you're the only Avatar fan here. Is I'm, that what I'm getting? What, what do you mean Avatar fan? What are you talking about? What, what are you what are you what are you implying? It's your Avatar fan. That's, that's what, a, what I was watching for a game trailer looked like a snippet from the new Avatar movie that hasn't released yet. Basically, that's all that I saw. Because games is a <laughs> uh, that are based on movies have historically been fantastic, right? Um, yes. So from the very beginning, from I, I mean, I, I did watch Avatar. I mean. You, 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 a movie that big, you tend to watch it at least once, right? Yeah. Um, especially considering they, you know, how much money was spent on making Avatar. Uh, I was interested to see where all that money went. That was the reason why I watched it initially. Um, and I've only ever watched it once. You mean Space Pocahontas? Uh, yes, Space Pocahontas. Um, when I walked away from. Uh, from that movie, I think I said out loud at one point in the theater, that would have been a better video game. So now they're making a video game of that. And I'm like, so that's Avatar 2, right? <laughs> so I'm, I am i don't know how I feel about it. Would it be a good, uh, a better video game? Probably with Ubisoft at the helm. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to have to climb a tree to open up the map at some point. <laughs> I was going to say, so moving on. Um, so they showed a trailer for Far Cry 6 with uh, Giancarlo Esposito. 
mm-hmm. which I'm a pretty big fan of. Like he's a fantastic actor. He's a very good bad guy. He's he's been typecast as bad guy for a while right now, and he seems like the nicest person in the world in real life. But he does really good villains. <laughs> he's he's a very good bad guy. <laughs> like, I mean, well, that's just like Peter Cushing was one of the sweetest man men yeah. that you'd ever meet, apparently. But he played really great bad guys. Well, I'm just saying, like he's basically. This second character of Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like, he right. is, he's fantastic. But um, weird, uncounting valley going on with the uh, mocap on his face. Yeah. Um, anyways. They can, yeah. I'm interested just because he's a part of it. I know that's not what I typically say. But I am a really big fan of him in general. Yeah. Um, Breaking Bad's one of my favorite series of all time, honestly. Hands down. It's fantastic. Um. But, uh, yeah, so the fact that he's in the game has me fairly interested. I want to see how more of this pans out and see what the gameplay is and what you do. Um, it's more Far Cry. So, from, from, uh, for Far Cry, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, my, uh, my, the height of Far Cry for me was, uh, Far Cry 3, um, but even that game wasn't necessarily put together properly because uh, it was kind of a game of two acts. Uh, and yeah. that kind of felt off to me. Um, with Far Cry 6, uh, one of the things that, you know, that they're going to be you know doing is they're going to be uh, doing uh, like a third person camera, which is kind of a different take to Far Cry because you never really saw the character that you played very, yeah. you know, outside of maybe in a mirror or something. Right. Um, but in, uh, in uh, Far Cry six, there's going to have, they're going to have uh, moments where it goes third person and then you go back to first person. Uh, like when you're doing like a special move or if you're driving a vehicle or something like that, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have that, uh, that extra perspective. Uh, and that is something that, you know, that is different. Um, I saw a, uh, a kind of like a trailer for it, uh, that had some of those moments and it didn't look too bad. It kind of gave away who the character is though, but, uh, <laughs> um, and I won't say that, but. If if you watch the trailer, you can kind of figure out uh, figure it out. Um, but it's a it's an interesting new you know interesting direction for uh, for that. They need to nail this one because the last ones kind of were eh. They haven't had a really good one since three. Yeah, and it's I mean I've I've played every one of them since then. It's just they haven't really. I didn't. I didn't actually finish the one that was in the mountains. Which one? Four. Oh, four. You didn't finish that one. Uh. Uh-uh. You have to. You have to be specific because Far Cry Primal was also in that same mountain range. No, I, I actually have Primal. I haven't played that one. I got it on sale for six dollars. Yeah, I think I got it for free at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so I may. I may actually play it at some point. Yeah. Um, I want to go through a couple of uh, Devolver releases of note that we kind of looked over. Um, Trek to Yomi was a side-scrolling game um, done in that 
black and white. It looks kind of Kurosawa um, style. Okay. But it's a side-scroller action game with like some cinematic film grain and black and white stuff over what looked like really well animated and drawn um, S- graphics. Samurai. 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 It looks cool as shit. Yeah. I, depending on the price point. Like this, I don't see it being a $30 release, but it looked pretty cool. The concept of another game, though, is there's a game called Wizard with a Gun, which is an online co-op sandbox survival game. And Rusty had said, okay, so it looks like an ARPG twin-stick shooter, kind of like Don't Starve. Yeah, it has the same kind of uh, uh, art style. It took... It, it took a lot of the uh, inspiration from Don't Starve's art style, like where the, you know you've got a sprite that kind of bounces around a, you know, a isometric, you know, plane, uh, but it also adds the uh, the ability to do kind of like a twin stick shooter style uh, combat uh, with a uh, what looks to be a very promising. Uh, crafting system that allows you to craft different, you know, spells into your guns. If you ever want to do a really hard co-op experience, Don't Starve Together is actually really good. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I own that, I think, and I think I have never played it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, once you get, once it clicks, it clicks. Ah, but games that I can't get to click. Um, so, other things that just kind of trucking along. I actually don't have much else, but I want to get one thing out of the way. So, Summer Game Fest for, um, it's supposed to be 40 demos that'll be on Xbox. Um, I guess probably doesn't matter if you have Game Pass or not. I haven't seen for sure. It's supposed to be 40 demos starting on June 15th. And then Death Stranding is getting a director's cut on PS5, as solicited as coming soon. And then the bigger thing that I thought that was coming out that, uh, oh, wait, there was that one game. What's that game made by Amazon? Oh, um, Lost Ark. Lost Ark. You had mentioned that might be something we would want to look at. So Lost Ark looks, you know, from from what I've seen of it in the trailer, it looks to be another ARPG in the same style of, like, uh, Diablo or, uh, or like a, um, um, yeah, Diablo style game, basically. Um, but it's a free to play game too. Well, it being in Amazon release, I do you get it for free if you have Prime. I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> if you have Prime, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have. They're gonna try to <laughs> uh, to push that pretty hard. If I had to guess, um, I mean, I just need the free shipping. It looks really, you know. It looks really good in the uh, in the trailer. If you can kind of get past the music choice that they had, because uh, they had some kind of uh, uh, some hip hop going in the background, and I'm not a big fan of that. But um, it it just clashed with the uh, uh, with the art style of the game. Hip hop did not ma- uh, mash with dudes with big swords. You know, well, you're listening to that. Or I was listening to that as I was putting clothes in the dryer, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I walked over, and I was like, that is not what I expected, it, even a little bit. Right, right. So it's it, it was kind of a weird music choice. But um, 
Amazon Game Studios been trying to put out games for a couple of years now, and uh, they've got uh, the New World, which is the MMO that they've been you know working on. I think Bezos just like gave him a billion dollars and said, "Can you make a hit?" Can well they if, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that at least one of these games stick and. The the look of Lost Ark has potential. Uh, whether or not it plays well, that's to be seen. But that you know that was a uh, a thing that we did get to see a little bit uh, from you know from what was released today or gonna, the last few days. So, what was your last thing? We'll see if it lines up with my last thing. My last thing? I didn't have my last thing. Okay, well. Something I flipped around on pretty quick after I paid more attention. Oh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? Yep. That was the last thing that I had. Okay. And uh, so things I didn't know about this, didn't realize it wasn't really a DLC. It says standalone. And Tiny Tina's Wonderlands um, comes out early next year, and it's a high fantasy looter shooter, and you create your own character, and it's up to four-player co-op, which is kind of an interesting concept. Because they haven't done a create your own character game. No, they haven't. And if they <laughs> if they uh, if they can nail this, then this is probably what Borderlands will be going forward. <laughs> I um, they need something different, right? Like I like the looter shooter aspect, but I've kind of gotten bored and tired of sick and tired of Borderlands. Well, Borderlands peaked with Borderlands two. Well, the jokes didn't land in three. Well, the the antagonists didn't land in three. Yeah, the streamers. Yeah. Yeah, they were boring as shit. So uh so it wasn't the jokes, it was just the fact that the writers were kind of you know, they had this character concept that didn't work. Um and yeah, that's that just sucked. But uh Tiny Tina is arguably one of the most popular characters. Uh, out you know, of two, uh, out of two, and I agree. Kind of followed along into you know into three because she was she did have a part in three. Um, she was like annoying but funny at the same time. She was uh, well better than Claptrap, which is annoying and annoying and, and always annoying, always annoying. Um, Tiny Tina is just that kind of crazy that you can enjoy uh and she's very spontaneous in how crazy she can be um but if this if this works out this this will be the you know the next borderline style game that's you know that'll be you know a hit the the fantasy setting is kind of fun well i mean they were they were basically fantasy adjacent (laughs) Uh, considering some of the fucking you know, um, you know the enemies in uh, in Borderlands were massive ma- massive monsters or freaking like you know gods in some cases you know things of that nature. So they're they were pretty close anyway. Um, so it's got potential. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, the the people that are starring like. I'm hoping bring a comedic aspect to it, right? Like Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. Yeah. I'm hoping Andy Samberg is actually not annoying. That, yeah, there's that. I mean, with the um, you know, with the trailer, they did have a lot of those uh, you know, 
uh, name drops in there, which uh, which definitely kind of provides. Like you I with realize a, they're not writing anything; they're just delivering. But yeah, but it still but gives you a, a, a bit more of a uh, an idea that, uh, of what they're going for. And usually, their delivery is pretty good on what they do. Yeah, like Wanda Sykes is one of my favorite characters in Kirby Enthusiasm. I think she's fucking hilarious. So, I mean. Um, Bring bring it on. We, bring uh, on bring on that sarcasm. Yes. Bring it on. I'd love to see it. So, um, that's next week. We'll have three more days of releases to talk about. So, like Bethesda and Xbox, I think's on Monday, and then on Tuesday we have uh, Bandai Namco is the big one, and a bunch of indie stuff. Yeah, I'm. I would tell you because I wasted a lot of time trying to sit through stupid ass talking heads that I can tell they're passionate, but like just not entertaining. Right. <laughs> really, really fucking cheesy. Um, very almost cringeworthy listening to the talking heads they had for E3. Um, it's I always that way though, but it was four five hours of stuff. Right. And really about an hour of trailers. A whole lot of yuck in between. And I think it was way faster for me to go to a couple of sites and watch the highlights reels yes. inside of about 20 minutes than it will be for me to sit through five hours of content of people who play some games and are paid to comment on shit that they know a little bit about. There's only one that you should ever actually watch, and that is the Devolver Digital or uh, and that is normally about thirty to forty five minutes. I think of, like, the, literally the only one I have any respect for is Jeff Keeley. So it's just like, <sighs> come on, guys, who the fuck yeah. are you guys hiring for this shit? Well, that's just the way E three's been for a while. It's just a bunch of talking heads and people that are, uh, uh, they may be passionate about the game, but they're also looking at the numbers. And E three is not the place for like. Like literally the only passion in games. The, the only two people that ever do this kind of stuff that I would ever watch is Keeley or Sessler. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just um, if you they, want, just need, they just need to have Giant Bomb do it since they're so big now, and well, just then everybody will actually pay attention to what they say. But then then it would be a PAX, and at that point you're not watching yeah. E3. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you got to get through the extras. Yeah, um, E3 has always been more about you know. Uh, the business instead of the the releases anyway. Yeah, so. but it's an all streaming event now, so and they're selling like really overpriced merch. Well, I mean, they've got to be able to pay for the streaming service somehow. I guess. Honestly, there wasn't that many concurrent streamers, so I was watching it live with only twenty seven thousand streamers. Twenty seven thousand. They could have. That's because most people are waiting for the highlight reels, man. They could have literally done this. If they're on a TBS or something like that and got more views. Yeah. Well, don't don't let them know that. They'll fucking, like, do it. Um, but we'll have more. Uh, there'll be more news and releases, you know, coming up, you know, next week as more of this goes through. Of course, uh, the Games Fest actually goes on for another week, I think. It goes yep. on until the 22nd. Yep. Right before the Steam Summer Sale is my prediction. Yeah. My so, very educated prediction. And you're not going to hear much about Elite Dangerous from us for a while until we get a few more fixes in place. Yeah. So we're going to be Elite Light until things get settled. Okay. Hopefully. 
we've got a few games that we want to, you know, get into anyway. So, um, yeah. So I think that's uh, that. That'll be it for this week. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash RealTiltCast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. we got Cabbage KBG for the love of gaming. We've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They're going to play Elden Ring. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.